was gonna say. Coming to you, back in person, mm. live as ever, baby. Mm. Um, thank God we don't have to deal with my terrible Wi-Fi mm. or my microphone problems, audio levels. <laughs> it's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. That's Stevo and Hot Take Tommy on this episode. Sons of Honarchy, we're going to talk about just just a lot of fun stuff. Um, we got the Blackhawks scandal. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. That's yeah, Chicago we'll call sports. That fun, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blackhawks. We're going to be talking a little bit Bulls as well, if you're a basketball person. Which is actually fun. And then we're going to talk about, you know, White Sox baseball. So Because we are a White Sox baseball podcast. Your is. favorite four-star <laughs> White Sox baseball podcast. So rate, subscribe, review. Because all of this is brought to you by us. Just us. So make sure that you support us because we need all the support that we can get. Um, Plus, <laughs> we're, we're, we're like a, an AA, a walking AA meeting. Um, oh, jeez. I'm kidding. Um, that's just half of us. So, Tom. God. I haven't seen you in a week, speaking of walking AA meetings. Yes. Oh, um, my God. You didn't remember when I left. Either. So, That's yeah, so last funny. Friday, uh, I can I can recap really quickly. Last Friday, um, we had a, a group of people that gathered uh, to celebrate uh, myself and my fiance and mm-hmm. our engagement, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. So thank you, Tom, for being there. Yes. Um, <laughs> shout out to all the people that helped organize it. Um, I know Not there, me. There <laughs> is like half a listener. Um, there's like a part-time listener of the podcast that is one of those people that helped out. So thank you for doing that. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I had a lot to drink and I don't remember Tommy leaving. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, it was, it was a good, good night. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was good people, good company, um, good drinks. So nowhere to complain, honestly. Um, if anything, in regard to the drinks, there was one miss. Oh, you don't like the mead. I don't like your mead, man. (laughs) Tommy brought this bottle of mead and it was like, it was like, I don't know. It was like fall time mead. Yeah, it is. It's basically like, um, it's, what is it? Cinnamony with spices. Like, yeah, 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 no, like mead was a thing in like ancient Egypt and like, (laughs) it doesn't get colder than like 60 degrees in Egypt. Probably. No, it's a huge deal in Scandinavia. Uh, I'm telling you though, <laughs> I'm gonna stick to like the warm weather meads, like I, you know, I, I, the ones that are a little bit more honey based, you know, maybe some cherry stuff, you know, all that. I don't know, bro. I, I that, that mead was a little love, weird to me. I love that shit. So maybe it was also hey. because I had like a couple beers before that. Yeah, it was not the right thing, and I also didn't tell you what it was before you put it in your mouth. That's so fair. you were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Hot Take Tommy to give me a... Just shock you. Absolute (laughs) surprise in the mouth. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Surprise in the mouth. That's what she said. Wow, there's so many ways we can go with Absolutely. So so recap your week for me, Tom, because I haven't talked to you much since my forgetting that I embraced you, I guess, and said goodbye. (laughs) At some point, I did leave, yes. Um, No, I... I, um, God, the, the only really thing to talk about this week yeah. is um todd has a new diet so if you're not a regular listener todd is <laughs> that's my dog and not my Child. not a human that lives here no um yeah todd's my dog and he had some serious stomach issues Ooh. so we called the vet and they said hey just give him a simple diet of rice boiled chicken and pumpkin puree and he's gonna <laughs> be yes yes this and, is what they said pumpkin puree yes and like this sounds mm-hmm. like no he's bougie as fuck i was gonna say this sounds like logan square mm-hmm. yeah in a dog diet no this is probably what people in logan square feed their dogs regularly <laughs> now the problem is the problem is that todd you know, so I've always struggled getting him to eat enough to put on weight, right? Of like course. he's scrawny as hell. Like he's small, but he's also scrawny as hell. Like put your hands around his stomach, and, and there's you feel like major rib cage. Yeah, and it's like, bro, I I swear I feed my dog. He really liked this fucking pretentious ass Uh-oh. shit. Okay, and now he'll only eat. 
pumpkin dog food. <laughs> May so I please have my pumpkin spice kibbles? <laughs> it's sire. It's ridiculous, dude. I'm like, <laughs> and this is the worst part, bro. Like, I was able to reintroduce the kibble. Thank God. Like, I had to, but I, the way I had to do it. Get this. I had. To, he wouldn't eat it if I didn't mix it with rice. Add some, like a splash of water. Microwave it. The Microwave it for 20 seconds, put it in the bowl, mix it for him, then he'll eat it. I swear to God. So he's finally off the pumpkin puree. He's off the pumpkin puree. Okay. But yeah, that took a full week. Like yesterday was the first day he wasn't eating pumpkin puree. So if you would like to contribute to the the Todd pumpkin puree fund... Help me out, guys. <laughs> this this dog is just too much. <laughs> <laughs> Bougie dog. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I raise you like who loves their dog enough to fucking do all this every damn you morning? Do. I That's do. Your child. I, I love that stupid dog. Then he's such a bitch for this. That like, that dog it, it. It is your child. Um, he's, he's such a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much the highlight of my. I love head. that. That's <laughs> you're officially like middle aged man status. I know. You I you know, have dude. a dog that you spoil and is basically <laughs> your child. The only time that we could find a time to podcast this week yeah. is Saturday morning before you have Saturday, grad yeah. class. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like it's too much. <laughs> this is incredible. So yeah, man. Um. Anyway, back to a lighter topic. Um, <laughs> I keep joking about this because it's like so fucking depressing. It is. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Um. So before we get into it, though, we really were debating on whether or not to make this like a Minoso minute or how to do it, but we decided we decided yes. to go with like a pseudo Minoso minute where we're like we want to dialogue with it because we we both are. Um, kind of charged about this whole situation and yeah. Yeah. No. So if you don't know where we're going with this, we're talking about the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks situation. Hmm. Um, for those of you that are unaware, uh, trigger warning here. Yeah. Actually. Um, so sexual assault case, um, one that's, uh, come out publicly now, uh, with Kyle beach, mm-hmm. um, who I actually, Crazy enough, I have an autographed Kyle Beach Rockford Ice Hogs hat wow. in uh, my closet back at my parents' uh, wow. place. Wow, that's um, crazy. So yeah, um, this was reported to the to the front office to the organization, um, and the organization just kind of brushed it off their shoulder um, because um, obviously they were in the playoffs. If you know, if you know about the 2009-2010 Blackhawks, um, they run the t- ran the table basically. Throughout the entire season. Yeah. And then um, from there went on to win the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, their first one in 49 years. Um, however, that's no excuse for brushing a sexual assault case um, underneath the table. Um, so, yeah. Um, if you haven't read up on that situation, obviously, um, get the news. Um, and it's it's really screwed up. Period end of discussion that the front office just brushed it under the table brushed it under the rug like it was absolutely nothing to worry about and this is something it throughout sports that we cannot bat an eye at i know we're a white Sox baseball podcast but if this were to happen in baseball we'd obviously be having the same conversation if this were happening in any sport we'd be having the same conversation about any organization yeah it hits a little bit closer to home because it's Chicago. It's a Chicago team. It's my favorite hockey team. And right now, I, I can't it's I can't support the organization. Like I can't sit down and feel okay watching a game on TV. Can't do I it. I can't sit down at the United Center now and, and go to a game even if it's cheap. Like, you were there the feel, day before. And I was there the day before. Exactly. I was there for the Sunday Detroit game where they looked absolutely awful on the ice. Um it I'm extremely, extremely saddened by the entire situation. Um, right. So, you know, shouts to Kyle Beach for being extremely brave and courageous and coming out and saying what he did. Um, it's time for the hockey community to rally around him and rally around 
other victims who who may have you know fallen into the same situations not by their own fault by any mm-hmm. means and I, I will give Rocky Wirtz this he has officially come out as of yesterday and sent a letter to the Hockey Hall of Fame chairman requesting that his name be removed from the Stanley Cup however mm. however that's that's not enough no, you can't, like, there's no such thing as enough at this point. You know, like, you cannot give Kyle Beach his career in the United States back. You cannot. He was a first-round draft pick, right? Yep. And he, imagine being that talented, put in this position, and then asked to perform at the top of your abilities to play f- for that team that has this guy on step, you won't be able. You just can't. You can't. You can't. And he said in his interview that he turned to alcohol and drugs to c- fill this void that he was trying to like do. J- go do yourself. A f- actually, don't do yourself a favor. Major trigger warning on this, but go and listen to. Go and listen to Kyle Beach's words. He he did an interview with TSN, the mm-hmm. the Toronto based yeah, Toronto Sports Network. Yep, it was really intense, um, but it really puts into into perspective what this does to people, um, and it really humanizes him over again because he talks about it so f- frankly, and I mean the least we could fucking do is listen to the victim's words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and don't just, and don't just say, you know, Oh, he should have gotten over it. Like, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I think oftentimes we live in a culture where if, if you are a victim of something, you need to bounce back perfectly without yep. any supports. Um, and, and it's the job now of the, of the hockey community of hockey fans, um, to realize, yeah, this was a big major fuck up by the Blackhawks organization um, and everybody who knew about the situation. Um, the fact that there are very few people that are being that are co- uh, complying with the requests of investigators too right. is is insanity, and it says something about the culture of the sport. Um, so, all that being said, I pray that his name. <laughs> gets removed from the Stanley Cup. It should be. Um, and I pray that the organization continues to... It or takes bigger steps. Yes. They're taking baby steps right now. I pray that they continue to take larger steps toward at least trying to uh, to remedy this situation is not even the right words. Yeah. Um, to try and bring some sort of justice. Though. No, look, you, you can't look at these three Stanley Cups the same way ever again. Right, the first one, especially the first one. But all those people, most of those people that were involved on the coaching staff, were there for the other two Stanley Cups as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, and well, especially a lot of these conversations, yes, the the ones who 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 brushed it under the rug, Um, you know, McDonough and Bowman uh, and Bowman, especially, right? I mean, these are the two seem to be. The two major players, as well as McKissick. So, so for me, and by the way, Quinville had a quote somewhere along the lines of, I don't want to bring this to the team right now. I don't want to mess up team chemistry during the playoffs. And that is, that's, so a human's life is less valuable to you than the playoffs. Okay. Just wanted to get that yeah. square. Um, sacrificing you ridiculous. Know, what is what is right and wrong? Morality um, for the fucking ethics uh, for you know sacrificing it on the altar of success, which is a damn shame. So, I just have one more quick thing. Go it's for it. Actually, not that quick, but the team, like like I said, you can't look at these Stanley Cups the same way. You can't celebrate them in the same way. You can't like you know dream like. It memorialized the team the same way. You just can't. So, for me, it's like I already had a hard enough time getting around to getting around the fact that they have a 
a chief's head on their logo, mm-hmm. right? Like I've already had a hard enough time, like under like processing that there's other teams, the Washington football team, the Cleveland guardians that have taken that step. Mm-hmm. Look, your whole history, recent history of success is completely fucked. This is the time to make a, a yeah. more changes that will put you on the right side of history. Yeah. Change your fucking really. name now too. Like, cause there's no coming back from this. I sw- and that's, that may be just it's time to start thing. clean. No, I, but I, I feel that I, I just haven't heard anybody coming out on this side of it and saying like, I mean, from, from a PR standpoint, and this is not where it should be coming from, but from a PR standpoint, there's no better time than now to change your fucking name, change your fucking logo. Yeah. They've actually, so at the Hawks game on Sunday, um, they actually, so this year they introduced like a little like introductory thing about how basically Chicago is built on the la- the native lands of all of these tribes and that, you know, the name is resemblant of, of this and that the Blackhawks as an organization, I will give them this have, especially over the past 10 ish years have done a really good job of bridging that gap. Um, in comparison to other organizations that have, you know, roots to, you know, American Indian tribes or native people. Um, however, I agree with you. It would be a great time to just wipe the slate clean um, in regard to the problems that may come up with, you know, caricatures of, of native people. Yeah, I mean, when it so, comes down to it, you've got sexual assault in the closet and you've got a caricature of native people on your chest. Come on. What the fuck do you want me to cheer for here? Sorry. Can't do it. Um, let's take, let's take a coffee break so that we can come back. But this is, yeah. Fuck the Blackhawks right now. Yeah. I'm really pissed off with the organization and it's going to take a long time for me to, really come around and steps by the front office to truly at least try to remedy the situation. Yeah, but <clears throat> oof, in the meantime. Well, we'll be back with Chicago basketball. More Chicago sports outside of the White Sox, uh, which leads perfectly into where, we where the go. White Sox are going to do in the offseason. Exactly. I... want to get back into it steve you literally are trying to eat your donut i don't have time for that shit the bulls are good again <laughs> all aboard baby <laughs> finished chewing um i you know what all i aboard. my favorite part about this transition is that um last year i think your quote before the nba season you know the Sox finished and it was really sad the way that it ended. Liam mm-hmm. Hendricks annihilated our our chances in the playoffs in 2020 and ended Ricky Renteria's career. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we turned around and Steve said to me, six tape, baby. <laughs> like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> and then Ben Simmons out here ruining that for eternity. <laughs> So hopefully I didn't I haven't cursed the twenty one twenty two Chicago Bulls by yeah. already throwing money on them. Oh my god! I did it before the season started. As soon as the Bulls acquired DeRozan, yeah, oh yeah, I was like, oh Ooh. shit, this is for <laughs> real, um, because they got DeRozan for next to nothing because he wants to win, baby. Um, I love what the front office has done. I love what our our tourists. Is that Arturis Kanoshovis yes. is how I usually how hear it said. It? I don't know if it's how you pronounce it, but that's how I hear it said. Yes. Um, <laughs> Arturis AK. AK has done an incredible job. I don't know how he convinced Reinsdorf and the rest of the higher-ups to you know go out and make the big moves that they've made. I know that you're building around Levine 
by the giving goat? him a third. Well, you know, I don't know how old Vooch is, but I know DeRozan's thirty-two. So you've got some older guys, um, and then you mix Lonzo in there too. Uh, Vooch is thirty-one. You just looked it up for me. Thanks, Tom. Producing. You got a couple older guys in there, but you need that on a team that's going to make yeah. a run for an NBA title. You need experience. I love this team. They're fun to watch. It sucks that Pat Williams got hurt against yeah, the Knicks. that's not fun at all. Because you're already, when it comes to size on the court, you're already a smaller team, especially when Vooch is off. But let's go Bulls, baby. I mean, I got a $4 bet to win 320 <laughs> A $4 bet to win 320 So let's make it happen. I mean, I, I think like the, the hallmark for me so far, and it's silly because they were undefeated before this point, but watching the, the end of that Knicks game, where they were, they were out of it. They were they done. Were, they, they were looked dead done. in the water. I remember like it hit like five or six minutes in the fourth, and I was like, nah, they're not coming back from this. It was like double-digit lead at that point. 10-0 run. 12-0 run. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, like They scored the last 12 points of that game. So good. And they had the ball into Rosen's hand with the last seconds. Yeah. And that shot was tough. I mean, not going to lie, but I'm not going to hang it on he, DeRozan he br- like he brought that. the He brought the double team into a situation. That's the problem. He should have either dished it off to Vooch to hit that three in the corner yep. or taking the shot right away instead of pump faking. Yeah. Um, I think he was too committed to the pump fake. Yeah. To I'm, I'm get sure it was drawn up. That, I'm he sure wanted drum- to get... Yeah. He wanted to get contact, and you're right. It was I'm drawn, sure it was up, drawn that way. up that he was taking the last shot. Exactly. Because they had Zach drive into the rim the last possession, so you can't go to Zach yeah. twice. Well, just like that rap line, I am just like DeRozan. When I shoot it, it goes in. <laughs> <laughs> That's lame as hell. But, yeah, I mean, I fucking I, – I, I am ready to ride or die with this team, and I just think – it's I just we wanted to touch on it because – Chicago sports, right? And somebody's good. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I am checked out of baseball. (laughs) I am completely checked out of baseball. Fuck Houston. I haven't watched a single pitch of the World Series so far. Uh, Jorge Soler hit the first ever. Who won last night? I don't know. But Jorge Jorge Soler. This is actually, this is fun. And it's a touch point into both uh, the White Sox, because we fucking hate Jorge Soler for what he's done to us as a royal, and to the Cubs, because... He went from the Cubs, like, futures roster to annihilation. Like, absolutely. Yeah. They got nothing in return from him is what I'm saying. Wade Davis. Um, yeah. Nothing, it, helped, nothing. it helped them. Call- oh, come on. They, Wade was not. Anyway, think about it. Wade is not the no, value not. of Jorge fucking Soler. And in the first at-bat of the World Series, this has never happened before. Jorge, Jorge Soler hit a solo bomb. Yeah, it was. I mean, Wade Davis it was is actually terrible the coolest now. thing in the world. But at that time, I mean, he was he he was still an all star on the 2017 Cubs. So, but that's the only Chicago touch point I can think about. Really, I mean, you've got Dusty, you know, who was a Chicago oh, like, Cub. Like I said, World Series could care less. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm see. You know what? There's one thing I'm seeing, and it's seeing red. That's it. Damn right. I'm seeing red. Um, I, I've ne- I haven't seen anything in this room yet except for your shirt. So That's right, man. <laughs> you know, I got the old 90s Bulls crew neck sweatshirt on right now. Thanks, <laughs> Pops, for this sweatshirt. It's the best. Um, every time I wear this, people are like, the first time people see it, they're like, oh, man, I love that sweatshirt. It's a nice sweater. It's, you know, it's got, you know. You can tell it's from the, the screen 90s. screen print is cracking on it. That's and, exactly it. You know, yeah. it, it's just prime. Um mm-hmm. All that being said, too, Notre Dame football season isn't over yet either. So, you know, I'm riding or dying with my Irish. <sighs> Fuckers. Um, but anyway, yes. the, the reason why we, the other reason why we wanted to bring up the other Chicago team, Chicago Bulls, is they're also <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf's. Yes. Let's talk about Reinsdorf ownership, man. The only Bulls hat I have is I purchased at Guaranteed Rate Field. Fun fact. Of course. That doesn't make any sense, but that's why I bought You'd it. You buy it at the depot. I, yeah, I thought of it was course. hilarious. It was it was one of the garage sales that they were doing. Oh, it was perfect. like $10 Bulls you can't baseball beat hats, that, man. and I was like, you can't beat that. Why? But yeah, I get it, but also, really? Okay, I'm buying it. So <laughs> obviously we've seen, and now linking all of this to whites, the White Sox, obviously we're 20 
five plus minutes into this podcast already. Let's talk about the White Sox, huh? And now we're talking about White Sox baseball. Um, proof, ladies and gentlemen, that it is the off season. Um, so Ryan'sdorf, obviously, we've seen some spending from the White Sox going into the 2020 season, going into the 2021 season. Payroll is getting bumped up. The Bulls, obviously, like I feel like teams meeting their salary cap in the NBA is a, a common thing. Mm-hmm. But the Bulls obviously went out and made big moves to acquire veterans that can make an immediate impact to go and get Lonzo Ball as well. Huge. Making sure that Levine stays on the Bulls and you're not trading him away for future pieces. Yeah. I mean, they're in almost a win now situation. Big time. It's this you, year, next year that they got to start making move, making moves in the playoffs. Do you, do you think that that's the exact same for the White Sox? Do you think do you think that this is almost like a Reinsdorf mentality, like almost like a shift? Mm-hmm. Like we saw like these rebuilding White Sox and Bulls teams over the past five years. You know, between the years of like 2016 and even 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you've got teams that are in win now situations. It seems like right. Uh, he really took his early eighties off so that he could really dive in in his late eighties and then just like roll over into the grave. That's, I think that's the plan for Reinsdorf. That's horrible. Do you want to hear my, (laughs) you want to hear my crazy take though? Go. And I think more than you're going to see these White Sox and Bulls teams really make a push in, Mm -hmm. in, you know, this year we saw it a little bit with the White Sox. We're seeing it now with the Bulls next year, even maybe the year after, because I think the death of Reinsdorf's wife really Yo. kind of opened up his eyes a little bit. And he was like, dang, I want to do everything that I can before I'm gone too. Damn, dude. That might be a crazy take, but I see it though. That makes sense. Damn, that's sad, but true. Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, he's getting into his mid to late 80s, man. And you're saying like... um. Clock's a ticking, fam. Right. So, or or he's building up the property value before he sells. Another thing. Not a bad right? idea. Championships obviously raise the value of your club. Big time. So, just something to keep in mind there. We might have this. Is is this a Reinsdorf town now? It's a Reinsdorf town. Big it's a, time. It's a Reinsdorf town, baby. It's Reinsdorf world. We're just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just vibing, man. Um. There, here's another crazy take for you. Sox are going to go all in this offseason and grab Robbie Ray. Oh, wow. Because it's the last year on Jose Abreu's contract, the last year guaranteed. And who is Reinsdorf's favorite player? Jose, Jose Abreu. fucking Abreu. You're damn right. Yeah. I, I mean, shit, bro. He, so here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Are we going to hear the... What what do you think the tenor of the offseason is going to be? Is it going to be – are we going to hear people saying, holy cow, the White Sox got this guy, this guy, this guy? Or are we going to hear, wow, Jerry Reinsdorf crying poor again? It's going to be – it's going to be weird, man. I mean, we're putting a lot of faith in Han, which in Han we trust. Um, but, you know, grabbing the big name has always been tough. And, you know, you also have to remember Adam Eaton. Great shot. Great choice. Great choice. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to spend money. It's are we going to spend it in the right spot? So I think there's going to be plenty of talk about the White Sox doing stuff. Because they built it right this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they this is where this is the point in your lifespan as a, a championship contending club that you spend the fuck in the offseason. Like you just go out and get people, right? So here, here it is. This is this is it. Time to time to play. You you've got plenty of evidence to go off of now on who is going to be able to be championship caliber players down the stretch. So what you're telling me is Liam in the seventh and eighth, Liam, and Craig in the ninth. Dude, Craig is probably not going to be. a White Sox anymore. I know. I just. I'm oh, sorry. Man. It just kills me that we got gave up Madrigal for oh, that. Fucking, well, Ryan Tapera was good as fuck. Right. D- different trade. 
Totally different trade. Yeah, Two same totally team, separate Same trades. team, Steve. Ryan Tapera was fine. Let and that, me, was a, that was a good trade. Let me But it's still a separate this. trade let from me have Kimbrel. this. Let me have this, Steve. I can't. Fuck Magical. Fuck him. I don't so, care about yes, him anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so do what you can with Craig. Resign him. Yeah. Let him come back. Let him be your closer. I don't know, man. I don't trust it. I mean, your bullpen would might be, be. I. He always. He's always been a closer. He's always sucked in I setup know. roles. You never gave him the closer role this year. Give him the closer role. Oh man, dude. I could talk about this for an hour. But how can you? How can you actually look? You. We have sung the praises. Sung the praises of Liam Hendricks. Absolutely. So how are you gonna take the man? Because that Liam got, wants the ball whenever. I mean, true. If you gave Liam the ball in the first and second inning, he wouldn't care. No, he'd love it. And he'd probably perform really well. I just... But how I, how do you say to that man, you are probably the best closer in the American League, full stop, right now. You're at the top of the game. Why don't you play set up for us? How do you do that? How do you do that? I think I really I mean, don't I think see, that Liam would have that big I of an issue see with the it. logic, but like that conversation, I don't know, man. I it's just he I, looks up I to Craig you. too. He looks up to Craig. Well, he, who he doesn't? Know, exactly. He God, he sees goddamn Craig legend. as somebody that is worthy of having that position. Uh so all right, I'll stop there. No, I. It's I an hate argument you. for the off season. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got more on that to come. Yeah, I mean, heck, we're not even. When when Kimbrel gets traded, you'll all see. You'll we're, all we're not see. even to November yet, so trust me, I'll be bringing this up plenty when hot stove season begins. Okay, so we're we're wanting to talk also about where our wishes are, not who our wishes are, but where where are the biggest needs on the 2022 White Sox roster? And this is our wish list, mind you. So if you don't like it, go make your fucking own li- wish list. Yeah. Actually, Sox Machine has their off-season plan uh, blogs out right now that you can create your own, and they'll post it for you. That's kind of nice of them. Yeah, they do it every year. Cute. It's kind of cool. I love it. Except there are a lot of idiot takes out there. So Hey, good content's good content. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. we'll go with that. <laughs> um, okay, so if I'm going to go first, because... Do you want to run, run through p- position by position, or do we want to just throw our two out there? I want to go R2... And then we okay. can go down positions and kind of break it down. Right. Why? Like, because I don't want to bury the lead. Fair. So, right here, dead ass. Yeah. Starting pitcher. boo. Um, starting pitcher, and I want a right fielder. Okay. That's it. I I like. I don't think that's too much to ask. For sure. With that being said, do you? Expect the White Sox then to resign Cesar Hernandez and or Larry right. Garcia. Yeah, damn right. Get them both in here. Um, Do you really want them both? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I um, I will take Cesar Hernandez. I I know I said it like before, but okay. Listen to me, guys. I know that you don't want Cesar Hernandez anymore. You're sick of it. You he didn't play well down the stretch for us. He just didn't. But look, he is. Oh, God, this is so depressing to say on a team that's going for the championship. He is replacement level at worst, okay? Don't get at me yet. Don't get at me yet. Don't get at me yet. He's replacement level at worst, and you fill that hole for relatively cheap. And let's say you get rid of Cesar Hernandez. Who are you plugging in that gap? If the question, if it's a question mark, then it's going to be a dollar sign, right? And because we know that this is a finite kind of mm-hmm. a thing. The, the baseball talent available is finite. The dollars that the White Sox are willing to spend is finite. We have to make sure that it's going in the right directions. Do you really want to create another hole when we already have a problem with starting pitching depth because Dallas Keuchel ain't really, you know, he's a Gold Glove uh, Award finalist, by the way. Barf. Keep that in mind. Um, so he's really good. So... You got Dallas Keuchel. I guess that's trade value, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, 
you got Dallas Keuchel on the bottom of your rotation, and you've got you know um, Ronaldo Lopez kind of hanging around too. So you, you kind of have some sort of possible value in him, but you know you really don't have a full rounded you know rotation. And what you should do is have a stable of at least at least six guys who can start a like a hundred plus innings. We say we say it all thirty the time. innings. You can never have enough manpower in regard to arms yeah you just can't in your bullpen out of your starters always comes back to that 10.8 number that we bring up all the time average number of starters you use in a season the white Sox didn't even get close to that yeah not even close so i, anyway. I really really have to emphasize a starting pitcher as well mm. i don't think rodon comes back no. I think he gets his payday Sorry. somewhere else, unfortunately. Yeah, that's tough. Um, it's I don't true. think he'll accept a club option with the White Sox. I think he sees where he's at, and he needs to get as much guaranteed money as possible. The White Sox are not going to give him that. Got his family with the money. to think about. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. I feel... I feel for you over there. You know what? Like, I want him to do what's right for him. Oh, though. yeah, for sure. I'm a and fan of Carlos Rodon. There you go. Not a fan of the White Sox. Just Not Carlos a fan. Rodon. No. You're a big Rodon guy. I'm going to follow Carlos Rodon. <laughs> the Carlos Rodons. Um, that being said, and they have way too much money wrapped up in Keiko, okay? Yeah. I still believe that the White Sox need to try and hammer down a left-handed starter. Interesting. You've got a lot of guys that are righties, and that doesn't just mean Lynn, Cease, Geo. That also means Kopech. That also means Lopez. Okay? Like, you've got guys. Jonathan you got Stever. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you've got a lot of guys that are righties. You need a lefty. You need a lefty starter to balance out your rotation, I think. Like, like I said, don't know who that guy is yet. I would love for them to hammer down a starter, preferably a lefty. I think the second thing, which you've already mentioned, right field, I think just an outfielder in general. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I don't care if it's left. I don't care if it's center. I don't care if it's right. It's got to be somebody that can play decent defense, be above replacement level. It can't be an Adam Eaton type. It can't be a Nomar Mazzara type. It can't be someone who's going to go out there, bat 200, or even... 220, 230, get on base at a 290, 300 clip. It's got to be somebody that's going to get on base at a 340 clip. We need somebody who's going to mash. We just we need. We don't need somebody who's going to mash. We need somebody who needs going to get on base. You got guys in this lineup who can already mash. No, I want. When Yoan Moncada figures it out in the offseason, he's going to mash again. When Eloy Jimenez figures out his swing over a 162 game span, he's going to mash. Abreu is going to mash. Luis is going to mash. Yasmani is going to mash. You have a lot of guys that can mash, okay? That's why we have games where the White Sox are scoring 10 runs, and then they turn around the next day and they score one, okay? you got plenty of guys that can mash. Yes, I know. It's all about hitting home runs. Dingers, baby. You're the the opposite of the Frank Manichino, right? Or, or part, yeah. Oh, God, I messed it up. Manekino. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say his name correctly until, until he, he figures out, out what's going on with this ball club. Okay? I want a guy that's going to get on base regularly. A guy that you can put at your two spot, even. I mean, if Luis isn't going to be your two hitter, which I, I absolutely feel like he could, um, I would also love him to bat even three. But Ooh, whoa, I, know that's your, I know that's your that's Abreu Jose spot. Abreu's spot. That's you Jose's spot. You don't touch. You don't touch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that being said, I, I feel like Luis is literally AL MVP material with the bat and with the glove. So, eventually, I believe he's going to be a three-hitter. Now. So, you mm, want Nick Magical, mm. but in right field. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I just... No, it's all... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> who knows what the Cubs are going to do with Madrigal? By the way, I keep asking Cubs fans this. I'm like, nobody. What are you knows. guys going to do with Madrigal? And they're like, oh, I guess Horner's playing short and he's playing second. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine because Horner played short in college. But 
now that now what are they going to do? Are they going to pass up on an opportunity to sign a Correa or a Story in the offseason? Yeah. Lamau. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Madrigal can't play anywhere else. He can't play third. He can't play can, first. He can't play the outfield. We can't sign Correa because we have Nico Horner at short. And Nick Madrigal at second base. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing with that situation. Uh, they're rebuilding is what they're doing. Don't lie to yourselves. Oh, they're yeah. not contending. Yeah, but they're not going to grab a Then again, name. what would be a great piece to build around other than like, like a Carlos Correa? I mean, like that would be. That is the guy to build around. Exactly. Fuck, fuck him. Because he's build still around him. super young. He's he's young and he's good as fuck. Right. And he's oh. a freak. Oh, my God. His Literally body type one of the is best players in baseball. It's super weird. We saw he freaked. Str- his strongest arm at short yeah. in the MLB for sure. He's insane. I hate him. Um, but yeah, I, those are the big needs. Obviously, so I we concur. I, you nailed it, right? It's a starter, and it's an outfielder, um, because the rotating door of Larry Garcia, Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, earlier in the year, Adam Eaton, Billy um, Hamilton, B. Ham, Brian Goodwin. Uh, this six-man rotating door. Just is not going to cut it on a championship team. We used and more a lot guys of, in right field than we used as starters. Yeah, I think that's correct. To be honest, if you look at the numbers this year, I'm, they're probably pretty even. There may starting pitching may edge it out by like one. I don't but know, man. It. I don't know. Rotating door, and it's just not going to cut it. Okay, I mean, figure out DH as you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you notice, like for example, the Red Sox this year. You know, if they. Ad, needed a DH, you know, they went out and they got Schwarber, right? Yeah, makes um, sense. He, or, you know, Schwarber was playing outfield so they can move someone else to DH, right? You JD, figure that out yep. as you go. You got to make sure that you're started, you know, your, your eight other guys in the field are every day reliable and giving you offensive production. And I yes. really, once again, want to emphasize they need a guy that consistent can consistently get on base in their lineup. Dingers. I want dingers this offseason. I swear to God. I want bombs. You have guys in the lineup that can hit bombs. It's never, all about the plate approach. Never enough. It's all about the plate approach. The guys who have, like, guys like Ismani Grandal, you need more of that in your lineup. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Oh my God! Okay, so we concur on the 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 lineup pieces. Things that we didn't say: backup catcher. I think that's going to be a hot one. I think people probably weren't going to want that. We didn't say it. DH. It's not a you priority. You just touched on that. It's I I agree. Not a priority. DH. You just touched on that. We didn't say it. Probably going to be a hot topic. What else are people going to ask for? I just can't get over the fact that the White Sox haven't had a good regular everyday DH since Jim Tomey. Oh my God. So depressing. Why'd you say that, Steve? I hate uh, you. It's just aggravating. Oh, you didn't? You, you admitted it. Adam Dunn was bad. You just admitted Adam Dunn was bad. Consistently. Wow, I Consistent love it. Consistent, everyday DH. That was good. I love it. That's so Adam good. Dunn was replacement level. <laughs> but you loved him nonetheless, you asshole. Um, <laughs> so I... Okay. I, I, I probably could go for uh, of those two positions that I I just brought up, you know, backup catcher. I'm not going to I'm not going to say no to it. I'm not going to be like all up in arms that Zach Collins. I'm not a Collins truther. I'm just not. Um and with DH, you know, I I'm a, I've actually been a proponent proponent of the, you know, mix and match kind of a philosophy theology with the DH position. I don't like having the one guy there every single day. To be honest with you, you know what I would love to see? If they still like Abreu at first base. What do you mean on a regu- On a regular, uh, defensively. He's on a regular everyday such basis. Such a... Okay. I know, I had to bring it up. Fuck you. <laughs> and on top of that, like, aren't you eventually going to transition Andrew Vaughn to first base? That has to be the move, right? Yeah. So Vaughn's got to start getting... And I'm going to come back to this again. I think I probably mentioned it. Two or three months ago, yeah, you got to start giving Vaughn more reps at first. You can't just throw him in cold and then expect him to be good defensively at first base when Abreu's contract is over. Okay, you got to start giving him more reps. Now, mm. here's how I would love them to combat this against right-handed pitching. 
check this out against right-handed pitching. I would love to see Gavin Sheets at DH. Yes. Most of the time. Yes. Okay. Gavin Sheets, and I mean, if that's keeping Brian Goodwin, if he can continue to mash against right-handed pitching too, go for it, right? You, you alternate the two guys, you play the matchups, you look at advanced analytics, which is what the front, you know, the organization needs to start doing more of. Buy an iPad. Right. And against right-handed pitching, pardon me, I already said right-handed pitching, left-handed pitching, you've got Vaughn at DH. Okay. And if a Brayu, you're feeling like a Brayu needs a day off at first, it's a Brayu at DH and Vaughn at first. I want to see Andrew Vaughn get at least, this is going to be a hot take. I want to see Andrew Vaughn get at least 40 to 50 games whoa, at first base. Whoa, 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 I want to see him get 40 to 50 at first base. Mm, good luck convincing Jose, Jose Abreu getting to... a, still getting 100. I'm not saying, now this is including maybe a Jose Abreu injury that happens, like a 10-day stint on the IL. This is Never going to happen. Jose Abreu getting a day off from first and playing at DH. Never going to happen. There is a very easy way to get Andrew Vaughn 45 games. 40, no. 45 games. No. I'll give you a 30, and that's still too many. But I... Um, it still means Abreu's getting about 100 and, 110, 115 games at first in the regular season. I was with you until you said, Jose, until you said 40 games of Andrew Vaughn. You got to give him exposure. You, in spring training's not that's enough. That's such rebuild speak. That is such fucking rebuild speak. No, it's not speak. rebuild speak. You're it's thinking making about sure. the future instead of making sure that you're winning right and damn now. I don't give a shit about the future, Steve. I want a series right now. All right. <laughs> then if that's the if that's the take, our guys, and this is, I really want to wrap up here. I'll allow it. In regard to... Guys like Andrew Vaughn, Garrett Crochet. Yes. I mean, you already traded Madrigal. Shush. Younger, even Gavin Sheets. Right. What about these younger guys giving them exposure at certain positions? And you want to call it rebuild speak. I do. If we are in a win now situation, are all of these guys expendable? I think uh, not all. I, like, would you trade an Andrew Vaughn if it means you're getting an all-star player in return for a couple years? A couple years, yeah. So, okay. So, here's the thing. You, with Put that bunch all together. Mm -hmm. I don't want to name a name. But of that right. bunch, we can name at names least one or two later. are probably not going to be here. That's, I mean, realistically, right? You're talking about a... It's not just this year either. If you're thinking... If you're thinking the way that you think Rick Hahn is thinking, mm -hmm. it's not just trades that are going to happen last year. It's not just trades that are going to happen this year. It's not just trades that are going to happen next year. It's possibly trades that are going to happen two years from now with a full four years of trades trying to win and win like right damn now. So how... I don't know who the fuck we're going to be trading it at like three years down the road, but I know that in the next couple years, you're probably going to have to say bye to a Gavin Sheets or a Andrew Vaughn or a Garrett Crochet or a, you know, fucking Yoelki Cespedes. I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it just will, will. We'll have to see how it plays. Uh, uh, Jared Zach Kelly. Collins. Oh, uh, Jared Kelly. You know, um, actually, nobody wants Zach Collins. We're probably going to have Zach Collins. So, right. <laughs> I, ah, uh, man. I don't know, man. It's just. I wouldn't be. I'll, yeah. Hot take. I would not be surprised if the White Sox, if they acquire, say they acquire somebody. I'll just throw a random name out there. Nick Castellanos. <sighs> That's not right. random. That is my absolute truest oh, desire. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and we'll name more, you know, we'll get more into the free agent market, I think, come hot stove season, for sure. Yeah. Or even right before the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Thank you. <laughs> of course. What would it be without Hot Take Tommy serenading us? <laughs> without going too far into the names list now, say the White Sox make 
an acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. And your window is 2022 and 2023. now. I would not be surprised to see Andrew Vaughn get traded. I would not be surprised to see Garrett Crochet get traded. This is very crazy. And, like, especially the Vaughn thing is crazy because I think they'd be stupid to do it. But Garrett Crochet, if you can acquire another lefty arm in your bullpen that's going to make an immediate impact, Garrett Crochet absolutely becomes trade bait. Once you acquire that name, exactly. because until then he's not expendable because he is your left need another. It's him and Bummer. Yeah. So, yeah. But, oof, especially when you look at our right-handed heavy starters, you really need. Anyway. Anyway. Right. Also, he was supposed to be a starter. He could still, he could be your left-handed starter that you're dreaming about, Steve. Garrett Crochet, don't forget. He, I don't think he could be a star. Would I'm lo- not lie. Well, I would love to see him and Kopech really start to get stretched out throughout the year. It'd be interesting. Gonna need those starting arms, as we saw this past season, yeah. at the end of this season and going into the playoffs. I do. I think that is on, uh, like, throw it on the wish list. I want to see a game Garrett Crochet starts. I don't think it'll go well, but I want to see how it goes. For sure. I'm I would love very... to see that by June. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good take. I, I really am interested. I and just, I would love to see, I'm going to bring this up again, would love to see Michael Kopech, regular starter, by the end of May. I don't think that's hard to, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Great. Okay. Wow, we're agreeing a lot today. It's too much. I hate it. I hate it. Um, it's almost like it's time to wrap this thing up, Tom. <laughs> Quick, before we agree again. Um, well, uh, I guess my question to you is, do you have any final thoughts? Actually, I do. So, um, obviously, I, I want the White Sox to come out on top in the hot so stove season. Period. End of discussion right there. It's time to make moves. The championship window, to be honest with you, is it started. It really started this year. I think a lot of people want to say it started in 2020. I definitely believe it started this year. You missed your chance. You know what you need to improve on. Go and make sure it happens. Um, that's pretty simple. Now I do have to bring up something non-baseball related, Tom. And this is something that I actually meant to bring up to you last Friday. So this is really funny too with, you know, your, your wife is actually in the room as well as your dog. Um, but I need to ask you something really quick. This, I know it is uh, almost nine in the morning. Yes. It's a little early for uh, a what, what, shot. Yeah. Yes, I just pulled up a bottle of more. <laughs> but this is this is my gift to you, as well as asking you on the podcast. I need someone to help me in standing up in my wedding. So will you be one of my groomsmen? Yeah! Hell yeah, dude! So, <laughs> nice! Figured I would ask you over the podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, this is in the drink, the choice beverage. This is fantastic. So we've got a bottle of Jefferson's more. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. I literally saw you put special announcement on there, and I'm like, what the hell is so, he going to say? On the <laughs> podcast notes, put put it there. Didn't I give any up. damn it. Didn't Thank gi- you. Didn't give you any uh, ideas on what that special announcement might be. But that is the special announcement. I'm so, I, like, I know you're engaged. I was at your damn engagement party. I should have thought special announcement. Oh, he might. At I have no. I caught me at, way out of left field. Thank you. Yes, I'll be there. Of course. Excellent. Dress the nines for you. Um, that's fun. That was a good way to end it, guys. Well, um, now I'll say, in Han, do we trust? Absolutely. Win the hot stove season, we must. (laughs) You damn skippy.